The sun is shining in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hello again, everybody. This is Harry Carey. That's the most asinine marketing I've ever heard of. Live. Bryant sends one to deep left. Way back. It is gone. A three-run homer. In the entertainment capital of the world. Didn't matter what the count was. It's the T.C. Martin Show. to get your daily prescription from the doctor. Oh, my goodness. That's the longest home run to center field we have seen in this ballpark. T.C. Martin. Way back in my feet. It could be. Cobweb. 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 Holy cow. What a left fielder. He has the ball yet. He has not won. And here comes the cow's out on the field. is now in hour number two here on this tuesday glad to have you with us of course terrible tuesday our terrible tuesday takes get that at the website at tcmartinshow.com a little bit later on the podcast and also a little bit later on this hour we talk baseball bob nightingale just landed in houston three days ahead of me i mean he's gonna get to have three days and nights of some glorious food and get ready for the World Series. Game number one on Friday. We'll be out there for that. Look forward to that as well, too. So I'll be reporting live from Houston, just like I did last week, for the American League Championship Series, World Series. It's the Astros. It's the Phillies. We got some Las Vegas flavor in that. We got Bryce Harper, Bryson Stott, uh, two guys I love chatting with. And, of course, Bryson Stott from UNLV having a great season for the Phillies this year. Of course, my man Larry Boa, you know, legendary 1980 World Championship team, Sacramento Sports Hall of Famer, my guy Randy Lurch. So all those guys uh, efforting to get on the show this week as we lead you up to Game 1 of the World Series Friday at Minute Maid Park. All right, so we'll talk some baseball with Bob Nightingale, the esteemed writer from USA Today at the bottom of the hour. But right now we're going to talk to our good friend here in Vegas by way of Massachusetts, Montana, New Orleans, uh, Oregon, and, of course, the Valley Joe. That is Vallejo for you scoring at home there in Northern California. And also a wannabe singer from the boy bands back in the day, Brian Salmon at News 3. Did I forget any city? Did I forget Uh, any? You you forgot Beaumont, Texas. Ah, Beaumont. That's right. Yes. Yeah, man. I covered the Astros in 2004. That's right. Uh, but yeah, they're in the playoffs against the uh, the St. Louis Cardinals when Al- Albert Pujols hit a ball that's still flying around somewhere. That's true. <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of Beaumont, uh, since we've had some Pulp Fiction references earlier in the show, uh, this is a Jackie Brown reference, so therefore it's a Quentin Tarantino reference. Are you familiar with Beaumont Livingston? No, which character was he? He was well. He was uh, yeah. It was Chris Tucker who was dead in the trunk after uh, Samuel shot him. And 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 B Sal, and B Sal, what song was playing while while he was getting destroyed in the back of the trunk? 
That's your trivia for today. And to tell you oh, what, I, hey, I'm going to give away some Motown tickets to the Westgate if anybody can nail that for me before I play it. All right? Yeah. Beaumont Livingston, oh. Jackie Brown, Samuel Jackson's character, uh, war, uh, oh, yeah, Ordell Roby decides to put a couple bullets in Chris Tucker while this song is playing. 702-221-7283. You got that? You're going to go see the Motown show at the Westgate. All right. So oh, there we go. Oh, man. I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Give me a hint. Any, any, any hint on the group? Well, I, I will give you a hint on the group. It's As you know, I mean, it's right up my alley. It is another group that I did promote, B-Sal, uh, down the road in Sacramento. And here's a great trivia for you. I promoted the last concert that these two brothers performed together. Oh, Wow. Uh, it's not maybe Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, I because uh, I know two brothers were in that group. Yeah, um, yeah, they yeah, passed away. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. oh, uh, Rocksteady. The no, oh, oh, very you B Sal. That is a great guess. But let's give B Sal the verdict on that one. That would be. Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh, but good guess, yeah, Scotty and Walter Scott. Yeah, the Scott brothers. No, instead it was the one and only, as we know. The Brothers Johnson. <laughs> yes, as 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 Ordell is firing up and telling Chris Rock, Beaumont, we're gonna go for a little ride, and Beaumont's time has come to an end. He's putting the trunk, and it's all over oh, for him. Oh wow! Beaumont wow. Livingston. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. Beaumont, I love that name. Samuel Jackson's wig in that movie was great. Oh, yeah, it was. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, classic, just classic Quentin to go ahead and, and throw this jam in there like that. And people are going, okay, what's going to happen? It's going to get kind of eerie. But then we got the Brothers Johnson and Strawberry Letter 23 going. I mean, come on. It's just classic, man. It's classic. Oh, wow. Nothing gets T.C. Martin more hype. Woo! Classic old school soul music. Oh, you Some got that. Soul. Yeah, brother. Yeah. 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 And especially when you do movies that have those type of references or take place back in that time, man. I I, I love that, man. I love it. So you must love the movie um, with Chris Tucker and Lorenz Tate. Ah, where they robbed the bank. Oh. That's one of the best soundtracks ever. Yeah. You talking about all about the Benjamins? I don't think that was the name of the movie, but that's that's the movie that I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a great, I the name a of the great movie. soundtrack. Yeah, and and uh, the OG who had like one leg in that movie, he that OG actor, he's money. I love that guy too. Yeah. Cuddy. Yeah, there's his name in the movie. There it is, Cuddy. Oh, yeah. Cuddy. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it Money Talks? Oh. No, it wasn't Money Talks. No, I, th- I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was about all about the Benjamins, or it was something. It was a. Uh, it was a money reference. It was a mo- it was a money reference. We got to get that. Yeah. Yeah. Lorenz Tate, look that up, and, uh, and and you said Chris Tucker as well too. Oh. Yeah. Uh, dead president. Dead president. There it is. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Dead thank president. you. Dead president. I have I have that CD. That's how old I am. I still have that CD. No, that's a good one right there, man. Hey, I, I come on, yeah. man. I I know that you know we got to kind of get in the '90s for you with some old school, but. You got to remember Strawberry Letter 23, man. Come on. 
I remember the um, the beat because I know it's been sampled a ton. Uh, uh, but I, I know a lot of good '70s music, you know, like the Earth Wind like a lot of stuff my pops used to play for me. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't go way, way back. Yeah. All right. We're yeah. Good. I've been listening to um, the Lowdown by Bob Skag. You know what that is <laughs> the Lowdown. Of course. Everything's a dirty that's little. The lowdown's great. Yeah, that's funny. It's funny how Boss Gags and Lowdown that song got so much play, like on the R and B charts, and it, and it didn't come until much later because it was a pop hit. Because you had Lido Shuffle, you had all these other Boss Gag songs that were basically pop rock, and then but for some reason that song, the brother the song. brother started listening to that. Yeah, I love that song. I've been listening to that song at home. Yeah, lowdown's good. That's good. Uh, all right, man. Uh, so there we go. B Sal, you're gonna lose your brother card because you don't know uh, all of the old school seventies. Okay, you're gonna lose that. <laughs> and then about ready to take your baseball uh, card away from you uh, too. Uh, if you want to tell everyone what we were talking about at Allegiant Stadium while we were waiting in line for those horrible ribs. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't take my card. I just told you that I was in. In, uh, in the Houston, covering the, the – <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't believe I said that. That was pretty funny. Yeah, he says to me, he goes, uh, hey, man, you you just, you just got back from the World Series. I go, well, no, that hasn't happened yet. He goes, oh, yeah, you were covering the Houstons. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was covering the Houstons. <laughs> in, the, Houston. in the Houston. In the Houston. That's yeah, good. yeah. Oh, that's... oh, man, the Texans. I've been I, I've been there back there before. Was many, I've probably been in that, that stadium before you've ever been there. Oh, you know. Because you, that's you're, wasn't there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. I didn't make it there until uh, 2021. Well, Dusty was there 2020, but, uh, yeah, no fans were allowed or media allowed in 2020 because of the pandemic. So yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually get in that that park till 2021. But I think it, it got. Uh, it was built in in 2005, I believe it was right. 2004. Uh, it had to been 2003. Yeah, because yeah, I was yeah. I was living there in 2000. Or might have been 2000 that it actually erected there. 2000 or 2001. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, man. You, yeah, back you, when it was Minute Maid Park when I was there. Well, it still is, man. It still is Minute Maid Park. The juice Minute Maid, okay. Yeah, there you I go. I know that, like, Reliant is, like, energy and all kinds of stuff. And You yeah. know what? You're going down to Texas and go down to, going down to Houston, excuse me. You have to go to Papa Do's for me, man. You don't like seafood, though. See, that's it. You know, so right? you, you, oh, you're, you listen, you're killing me. you are not the only one that recommended Papa Do's. You're not the only one. That's and I, and I, did, you, and I gave you full credit to my peeps down there, and I said, hey, my guy B. Sal, he, he used to live down here. He told me about And they go, oh, no, that place is, is great. But, yeah, I'm just not into seafood. So, And I got that mixed up with, with Papa's because, you know, they have the, old, the Papa's barbecue there, and they got Papa's barbecue uh, burgers, and they got Papa's steakhouse. And I've been to all three of those, and they are very good. But those are straight okay. barbecue. Those those are strong. But B saw. Let me tell you about where I don't know if you saw my my recent uh, pictures from my barbecue lunch on Friday. If you didn't oh, see no, that, I, didn't. I I've got to I've got to send it to you and tell me if you're hip to this because this place has been around Pinkertons. Oh no, it doesn't sound familiar. Okay, I'm going to send you Pinkertons right now so I can get uh, an on the spot. Uh, feedback from B Sal, my barbecue expert there uh, in the Houston's. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I know of a good barbecue spot in the Beaumonts, but yeah, um, 
So I would only really go to Papa Do's. I went to some like chain spots within Houston. Yeah, I, I didn't live in Houston. Beaumont's like an hour away. No, it is. Hour fifteen yeah. away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beaumont. Yeah, Beaumont, Texas. Beaumont, Livingston. Beaumont, Salmon. Hey, let's call. Let's call you Beaumont Salmon for non. There it is. Beaumont Salmon. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man, I don't have enough hair to be Beaumont Salmon. This is true. Take <laughs> take a look. Take a look. You, I mean, you you know what? I mean, Chris Rock could probably play you too. You guys kind of got that look. Oh no, no. I'm <laughs> much better looking than Chris Rock. Don't go there. <laughs> All right, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, check. Did, 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 did let's try. Did you get my <laughs> Did you get my my barbecue that I sent you? Go ahead. I, I, on the spot review right now. Let me look. Let me look. I'm gonna send you the one barbecue more barbecue review. There it comes. You're good. Yeah. You see Martin. It's look. Pinkerton's there. Wow. That looks like a church. Exactly. <laughs> it does. It's like an old school. Ooh, there you ooh, go. Wow. Oh, that go looks ahead. good. I'm starving right now. So I'm looking at the now brisket. Go ahead. Describe it for our, uh, our listeners. Go ahead. He's got like a, he's got about six long slices of brisket. <laughs> it almost looks like that brisket could be like really thick bacon. For real, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, looks like, uh, one of those, um, what are, you a, got the coleslaw over here. You got the baked beans. And you got the pork ribs um, in the middle. You got the pork ribs and the brisket on the yeah, side. The yeah, yeah. I need. I need more. I need some sauce though. Where's the sauce? Uh, there's, no well, sauce? Th- that was pre-sauce. Pre-sauce. I had to take okay. the picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I just sent you a picture of my pulled pork sandwich as well. Okay, let me see if that comes. Not if that's come through yet. Oh, here we go. Ooh, <laughs> man, that that brisket. Oh, that looks good. Yeah, I like all the onions with the pickles. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Got the bun. The bun looks good, it honestly, because you hate when the bun falls apart. You got yes, this, you know it's what I mean. Homemade bun there too, and so you know I'm not a big brisket guy. I'm more of a a rib guy, and, you know. But I'll, I'll tell you, when they had that rib, uh, the brisket out, and they were slicing it like right in front of you. I said, oh. I, I got I got to have some. I have to do do it and, and try a little bit of everything. But here's the best part about this place, B-Sal. You'll appreciate this. You know, you say mm-hmm. it looks like a church or a house or whatever. Do you know what the what the menu is there, what it's constructed on? Uh, I'm going to say a paper plate. Butcher paper on top of uh, on top. Butcher paper handwritten with the items. <laughs> That's the menu. <laughs> Uh, True story. That, that's when you know it's going to be good food, though, yes. honestly. You know what I mean? You exactly. Know it's be good food. Yeah. 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 Have, have you been to the Roadkill Grill here? No. No. Oh, TC. I'm missing you something. Been to the Road you Kill need Grill? to go. Really? Tell them. Tell them. It, uh, it is epic. It is amazing. I, you, I'm not a if, if you drove yeah. to it, you'd be like, why the hell am I here? Oh wow! B Sal, where's the oh. invite? Why, why, we got to go together. Where's the invite? Oh, you got to come out to North Las Vegas, man. To the one I there's also one in Henderson or something, but I don't go out. I don't go out that way. But there's one in North Las Vegas off of Craig Road. Okay, um, I've heard of it. Yeah, best best potato salad I've ever had. Best <laughs> macaroni and cheese I've ever had. I'm serious, man. I and I'm not. I'm not a macaroni and cheese guy. Yeah, best yeah. I've ever had. Wow. Wow. Okay. Neither you. Yeah. No. Um, the barbecue, though. The, I mean, I got yeah, pork the barbecue. ribs, beef oh. ribs, burnt tips, um, pulled pork. Oh. The links are crazy. Really? The sauce is crazy. All right. I'm, I'm telling you, they have a uh, peach cobbler, cherry cobbler. They have oh, the desserts. Peach as well. cobbler. He's singing my song. All right, man. There it oh, is. Oh man, you got you got it. Oh, you have to. At some point, we definitely need to go. You can't. You can eat there, I guess, in the summertime. But the line is long. Yeah. Long. 
And that's, really, really long. And that's what this place in Houston was. They said, hey, be prepared to stand in line. But I, I kind of went, like, at the right time, like, right after the lunch hour, like, around 2 o'clock. And it, okay. it, it was great. It was great. So... There it is. Okay, roadkill. Uh, yeah, I'm starving right now, man. We're talking food, man. I haven't eaten anything today. I'm dying. I know. Right that's it. Well, that's this is what we do here. You should know that. You should be prepared. You know. Oh, uh, you're right. You're right. And I went to go box this morning too, man. So like, I'm dead right now. Like, I'm so hungry. All right, man. Give me your take. Uh, we saw the Raiders beat the Houston's, uh, as you say, uh, <laughs> on, on Sunday, as they were supposed to beat the Houston's. All right, but yeah, now. They were. I mean, look at what's coming up. I mean, they got the Jacksonvilles now. They got the Indianapolises. I don't know if that's, you know, where the, the apostrophe the is going. How about that? The Saints? Yeah. The New Orleans. They're going to play them. So The New Orleans. They could they could, they could go four in a row here, right? Easily. I've been pretty, yeah, very easily go four in, four in a row, four straight. Although playing in New Orleans is like playing in, in Alameda County Stadium. You know what I mean? Because, like, the, the fan base. The who that nation to me rival Raider Nation as far as like just avid crazy fans and just the support they give their team. I haven't seen any kind of atmosphere anywhere that I've been. I haven't been to every ballpark, obviously, or football, you know. But uh, who that nation inside the Superdome is bananas. So that's gonna be that's gonna be great. I'm I'm so mad I'm not going. I wish my station was sending me and we went the road games because I'm hot because. Obviously, you know, I worked in New Orleans. I know. My oldest daughter was born down there. Yeah. I mean, I, I I love the big – you know, you just went down there. Yeah. I need to go down and get some food. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, you know, I was there for Final Four, and uh, like I said, I got some great, great food spots uh, down there. Of course, courtesy of you as well, too, with the recommendations. So, no, it's – hey, you know, when you go on the road, man, you got you got to eat right. I mean, plain That's and simple. That's the big thing. It's, yes. Yeah. Yes. And, exp- yeah. <laughs> and, ex- and, ex- and and I was never one really to experiment with a lot of my foods because I was kind of you know stuck in that I like what I like. But over the years, you know, and of course the more traveling that I've I've done, I uh, I like to experiment, you know, with with not only new places but different types of food as well too. I mean, Beast South, I would yeah. have never never gotten any you know gotten a shrimp po' boy back in the day or anything oh, or or the crawfish. <laughs> I would have never done that. But I did. And, and, and get this, the breaking news. And, and again, I think I put it on my post. You might have saw this. Did you see I what that. I tried for the very first time out with Dusty and Mattress Mac the other night? They ordered no. octopus. They ordered octopus. And I, oh, wow. And I, I, and, I had, and I had octopus. And I liked it. It was like just rubber, whatever kind of um, season they had on it. Was it fried? Oh. Uh... Yeah, it was. I believe it was fried. I got to go back and look at my picture. Is that fried? Like or Kala, that, did it that, taste like calamari or something like it that? It kind of did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. But then again, I'm not. Well, I think it did because I'm not really a calamari guy. So I, I, I got you. It tasted. It tasted good though. And I, okay, I. But you know, back in the day, I mean, it's like with sushi. I was like, oh no, 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 no. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a big. Yeah. That's the one thing I'm not a big sushi guy. No, I, I hear you. I, I refuse the sushi, but George the Animal Steel and Jake the Snake Roberts, they said, "Hey, we're not going to we're not going to wrestle tonight unless you eat some of this sushi with us." And I did, and I, I was like, Ugh, you know, but uh, and never again. But yeah, with wow. the octopus, I've tried it, and I and I wow. did enjoy it. The name drop is real there, TC. The I, name drop. Well, is that's real. that's what we do here. I mean, that's <laughs> it. You know, and again, it's. it's I, I'm, I'm surprised you know any of those people that I just name dropped. Oh, stop it. Hey, man, I put it like this. Back in – I really did this, too. In junior high school, I loved this move 
so much. One, I wanted to wrestle, and two, I actually did it to someone on the concrete. I DDT'd a guy. Oh. <laughs> Outstanding. Like, that, you know, and obviously that's Jake the Snake's move. That, that's his, his move. His, that's his move. His the move. DDT, that's throw you. the hand up top, put it on the back. Uh, that, that's you. And, uh... Yeah, man, I used to love that movie. I, I was a huge Jake the Snake fan. No, great guy. And, and, and you know, he, he's living here in Vegas now. Oh, uh, if I met him, I'd fan out. I'm not going to lie. Uh, all right. Uh, so, yeah, you know what? This was not fried octopus. Now that I'm looking at the picture, uh-huh. this is not fried, B-Sal. I'm sending this picture Uh-oh. to you, too, now. There it is. Yeah, okay. This, 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 right. this whole segment has turned into me sending B-Sal a picture. Riveting radio. <laughs> Riveting radio right there. <laughs> There it is. Uh, better television, but the radio, whatever. Okay. There it is. You can describe the food. All right. There it is. Uh, I haven't, you I can, haven't got it yet. You can, yeah, you'll get that one. Oh, here it is. It's downloading. There's the octopus, the ladies and gentlemen. Here. Yes. I went with the Wagyu filet, but, uh, oh, wow. again, there's the octopus that I, that I dove that into. Was, that still looks good. It does. How, if they seasoned it good, it looks like it could be chicken. Yeah. It's, it's very, um, whatever place you went to was very fancy because, the presentation, you can tell that they, they cared about the presentation with the little, they got the little parsley yes. uh, oh, yeah. this, leaves on top of it, and a little orange strip down the back, whatever. That must be the sauce. Yeah, yeah that's it's, it's high end. So Jim Crane, the owner of the Astros, he owns that restaurant as well, too. So ah, it's, it's bougie. Gotcha. It's bougie, no doubt. Okay. All right, brother. So there you go. We got the Raiders. We, 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 we're talking Raiders. You got that. Um, some thoughts here. About uh, Josh Jacobs. He's definitely been a focal point with three 100-yard games. And we really haven't seen the Raiders commit to a running back like this, probably going back to Marcus Allen. I mean, think about this, right? But should this be much of a surprise? Because we did see Josh McDaniels, you know, really put an emphasis on the run game with his time in New England, despite Tom Brady being there. But we saw many, many games where they wanted to, you know, basically – you know, set up the pass with the run. And I think this is what we're seeing here more with the Raiders, and it's working. No, it's working in a big way, man. How about Josh Jacobs, the first Raiders running back to go over 100, uh, what, 40 yards, I think, in three straight games right. since Marcus Allen. Right. And Marcus Allen was actually in the building on Sunday. I don't, know, did you, I don't know if you saw him, but I saw him down on the field. Marcus yes. Allen was actually there. Yes, yes. So uh, that was pretty cool, man. And Josh Jacobs, man, for anyone who has never had an opportunity to interview him or talk to him, man, he could not be a cooler dude, man. He could not be a nicer guy. Uh, and one example of just how cool he is, the fact that he always plays in the um, the Golden Knights versus the Raiders charity softball game that Riley Smith had. Right. And he 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 is the other team member. He's the other team captain. So he you know he gives his time for that. He's not a very good softball player, but he gives his time for it for the people here in Las Vegas. You know his backstory. He was homeless at some point when he was in high school. I mean, this, he's just a good dude, and he is killing it. And as a contract year, you're talking about them committing to Josh Jacobs. Unfortunately, I can't see if they really would commit to him, you know, because they don't want to pay him. I don't think. But he's he's today's price is not uh, tomorrow's price is not uh, today's price. You know what I mean yeah. for him? Because at the end of this season, he's gonna get a bag. Is Josh Jacobs as good a base runner as a certain sports director uh, here in town? <laughs> He's, he's much better. He's faster. Exactly. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. I know. He's well. He wouldn't be on first base because he can't hit the ball like I hit. Oh, the I was ball. gonna say, but he wouldn't get picked off first base either, right? 
No, nah, he wouldn't make it out there. He wouldn't get picked off, though. Uh, I, I want to say that Josh Jacobs might have struck out one time in softball. No way. Don't don't quote me, but I think yeah. he might I, I, he might have struck out. Yeah. Well, then again, I mean, come on. I mean, guys from Alabama, you know, who know, you know, just run the rock. They're not used to playing. The, <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess not. But yeah, well, I mean, Jonathan Abram from Mississippi was a, a former baseball player. He took it really serious. He was pretty good. Good. Yeah, it's true. But nice yeah, not Josh Jacobs. All right, B. Sal. Oh. We appreciate the time, man. As uh, as always, uh, what's cooking on uh, News Three here tonight and the rest of the week? Well, what's cooking is Jesse Merrick is out of town. This guy is in New York, oh, so I'm I'm on a, a nice little seven day stretch. I'll be it'll be Brian Salmon all day every day. Uh, but tonight we got the Golden Knights. They're in uh, day number two of a back to back, taking on San Jose. And I I heard because I got a million text messages. I guess there was some kind of an earthquake in San Jose earlier today. So. You know, the news people are going bananas about that. But so we got the Golden Knights coverage tonight. We got my kicking it with Cole. I don't yes. know if I told you about that episode. Yes. We have that episode. Uh, I'll be shooting that on Thursday with AJ Cole. It's been a, a big hit. Uh, we'll have that as well. So, uh, yeah, that's what we got, man. We got a lot of Brian Salmon this week. As if, it, as if Las Vegas needed any more of them. You know, <laughs> what, I, what I'd like to see is uh, B Sal actually punting the football. You know, with A.J. Cole. That's what I'd like to see. I mean, if we're going to do this, you're going to do it right. I mean, again, we, we know you got some skills. I mean, on the basketball court, on the softball field, we know that. But can B-Sal, you know, punt? Uh, I want to see coffin corner, you know? Let's say, you know, maybe a little 35-40 yarder coffin corner. That, that, should be, that should be part of the segment, man. Let's go. I can't, I can't punt, but, um, but that, I can kick field goals. Well, okay, goal. maybe have him hold for you then. I mean, that'd be good. He's older anyway, so why don't you go I ahead? That's dope. Yeah, I mean, do I do I got to I mean, produce your segments for you? I mean, there he you is. You generally do. You I, generally do. I, I do. Ooh. Hey, I got, you know what? Yeah. We didn't talk about this really quickly. Yeah. Um, this is your first time having me on the show since I was uh, enshrined, inducted. You know, I got inducted into the Nevada Broadcasters Hall of Fame like two weeks ago. Wow, breaking news. There we go. Beast out. Yeah. Yes. Congratulations, my yeah. friend. Congratulations. Thank you, man. I wish I would have known that because I would have definitely, um, you know, uh, done that for you, man. So, and, and I didn't promoted kill that. a whole lot of people or talk about it a big time, but yeah, they had, um, <laughs> yeah, at the Cosmopolitan. I was down at the Cosmopolitan, man. Thank You're in my you. spot. Thank you. There it is. Yeah. Well, I sent you. induction ceremony and everything there. That's awesome. Well, congratulations to Brian Salmon, inducted into the Nevada Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Uh, deservedly so, my friend. I, that is, that's beautiful. Thank you, man. Uh, I Thank sent, you. I sent you one more picture, so why don't you go ahead and describe Uh-oh. describe what I just man. sent you. We'll go out with this. I, All right. This is courtesy yeah, of Nunchuck. I got a meeting I'm, I got to go I, to. I understand. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, let me see. All right. I'm sitting in my car. There it is. Let's see. Uh, that's why I tried to say goodbye five minutes ago. <laughs> Josh Jacobs, there you go. So he didn't strike out on that one. There it is. Josh Jacobs gets a hit in the uh, in the softball game. There it is. All right, brother, go do your thing. We'll be watching for you on News Three tonight. Appreciate the time as always. My guy, TC Martin. Yo, man, I, I appreciate you having me, Numbchuck. Man, well done today. Numbchuck was the he's a rare he's a rare form. He is with the uh, with the breaking news and all. yeah. There we go. Look at him. Look right. at him. He's patting himself in the back. Yes, he's breaking his arm, patting himself on the back. That is exactly <laughs> what's happening. A little deformed there. All right, brother, take care. Take All right, you guys, you good. There he is. He is Brian Salmon over at News 3. Check him seven days or seven nights a week. 
This week is Jesse Merrick. How did these guys get vacations? Taking vacations in the middle of football season. Merrick blasted B. Sal about this a few weeks ago. He w- took vacation time. Jesse's taking vacation. I just want a couple hours. You go off season, man. You know, when do I take my vacation time? During playoffs, during yeah. the World Series. <laughs> no, during during the, well, it, what, it used to be like July and August, but now with the WNBA season, I, I rarely get time, so I try to sneak it in. Like, you know, when the Aces have like a four or five days off or, you know, they're on the road. But, yeah. You think I'm on vacation? Is that what you think? Last Friday, this Friday, when I'm going to play games, you think that's vacation? Yeah. 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 Uh, didn't you hear Stevie Slapshot when I was a guest on my own show? What did he say? He says, on assignment? Don't you know? I, I'm, I'm sent on assignment. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I sent myself on assignment. <laughs> there it is. All right. Marvelous Mark Hayes sent me out on assignment. How about that? All right. We come back. Bob Nightingale, the esteemed writer from the USA Today, Major League Baseball, Hall of Famer himself. He's going to join us. He just landed in Houston. We talk World Series next. Now, more of your favorite personal sports physician. Don't make me big. T.C. Martin. Of course, you are a character. Doesn't mean that you have character. The doctor is now in. Whose motorcycle is this? It's a chopper, baby. Whose chopper is this? Zed's. Who's Zed? Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. Ah, uh, yes, we're waiting for Friday. Game one of the World Series, looking forward to being there, and the man who is going to be there also just landed in Houston. The one and only esteemed writer, our very good friend from the USA Today, Bob Nightingale. World Series upon us, Bob. Are you a Pulp Fiction guy, Bob? That's what I want to know. Yeah, every time it's on TV, I uh, I can't stop but watch watch it. Like it, tra- it traps me. So yeah, I've. I've I don't know how many times I've actually seen the, the full movie, probably only once or twice, but I've seen at least part of the movie about 100 times. <laughs> there it is. There it is. So then you can relate to what we're doing right now with a little, with a little Zed's Dead and playing a little Pulp Fiction soundtrack. I mean, it's I, I can't get enough of it, Bob. That's it. One of my all-time favorites. Yeah. No, classic movie. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. All right. So we know you, you just landed there in Houston. I want to know. Is Bob Nightingale an Uber guy, a Lyft guy, old school cab, or, or you go rent a car? What do you do? Yeah, I don't rent a car. I go, uh, I go Uber. Yeah, okay. And uh, yeah, I was in Philly, New York, and I was just on the same uh, same plane with a buddy that you met uh, with Dusty at the uh, game two. I think in Houston, Matt. Remember Matt? Oh yeah, Matt? yeah, yeah. You know Matt? Yeah, yeah. So we're just we're just sitting together on the plane. Is that right? That's amazing. Yeah, Matt, uh, Matt, so, yeah. Matt from San Antonio. Yeah, you know that's Dusty's old bat boy in Cincinnati. Did you know yeah, that? They met way back in the day. Was, was he actually a bat boy? He was a bat boy for the for the Reds. Okay, yeah. I didn't know he was a bat boy. I remember he had met him, and yeah, wherever wherever Dusty goes, he uh, yeah. he follows. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice, nice young guy. We all we all kind of do that, man. We go we we follow our friends. So uh, right. Yeah, there we go. And I know you were there when I was there, and now you're going back, and you're there, and I'll be there Friday. So looking forward to it, man. It, it, it's going to be great when you look at this series, too. And I, and I think, Bob, I mean, this is kind of the series that that we wanted. I mean, 
And, you know, San Diego would be nice for me because then I could go to all the games. Yeah, I have a nice little drive from Vegas to San Diego. But I just think really from a an atmospheric standpoint and maybe a competitive standpoint, I think Phillies and Astros looks pretty darn good. What about you? Yeah, it should be fun. I mean, I still think, you know, no one's going to beat the Astros. I right. really believe that. Right. But, a, uh, yeah, Philly's cool. I mean, they're, it, they're, those fans are so intense. Mm. It's a blast being there. I, I was checking with those guys, too. I wasn't sure. I said, hey, have, a, have the Astros been here since the uh, since the scandal broke? They said no. I said, oh, my God. Mm. You know, I've been with the Astros in New York. I've the Astros in L.A. This might take it to a different level. It might be. And here's a ballpark where Citizens Bank Park with 45,000 and very similar to Minute Maid Park with the Astros where you don't see an empty seat for any of these postseason games, a true home field advantage, two passionate fan bases, and I just and I love it. And let's uh, be honest, I mean, the, you know, those two teams, when they play in their home parks, I mean, it gets loud, it gets riveting, and we really haven't seen that really from Philadelphia uh, you know, you had to go back, you know, to 2011 for that. And they were just, you know, one round and done losing to St. Louis in the, in the divisional round there. But now, I mean, look what they've done to the Braves. They, they beat the Padres. You know, you basically have Bryce Harper with a walk-off homer, even though he hit him in the bottom of the eighth. But uh, it just had to be electric there. And I don't see any empty seats. When I was looking at Yankee Stadium, Bob, I was blown away how many empty seats, especially by the dugouts and behind home plate, especially in Game 4. I mean, that is not happening in Houston and not happening in Philadelphia. No, and that, ha- that happens. When a team's down 3-0, nobody wants to see their team clinch. Uh, so I, I saw that. The, uh, the get-in price for those Yankee games in Game 4 was $26. Mm-hmm. So just people had enough, they kind of quit. So you see, yeah, you see that when a team's down like that. But I'll tell you what about the Philly fans is they, uh, you know, uh, like the Dodger crowd is so late arriving. Those Philly fans were in their seats by an hour before the game time, and they were ready to go. Yeah. All right, so you uh, witnessed the Astros and the Yankees there uh, in New York. Uh, give, me, give me your thoughts uh, about the sweep here by the Astros. I just say uh, man playing boys. I mean, it was just uh, dominance. I mean, they just uh, completely dismantled from what you know every every single phase of the game. You know, mm-hmm. pitching, defense, base running, managing everything was uh, it was all Astros. I thought before the before the playoffs started, I remember talking to Dusty about this and the, and his wife that Seattle Seattle scared me. I thought if they make it knock off the Astros, maybe Seattle because they're red hot. And uh, a dangerous, dangerous rotation. And you look back, and it, you know, Seattle could have won all three games instead of the Astros sweeping. I thought once they got that past that, it was clear sailing. And uh, I don't see anybody stopping them now. I really don't. And here's the thing, though: uh, the Astros are seven and zero in the postseason, but all of these games have been close. The three victories against Seattle, the one was eighteen innings, and all the Yankee games. They, these were not blowouts. We were talking about one-run games here. So, I mean, I guess you could make the argument that, okay, maybe the Yankees, you know, you know, could have, you know, won a couple of these games or whatever, but the Astros, you know, the mark of a good team here, as we know, is winning close ball games. 
And I think, like you said, everything was just done beautifully. Dusty did a fantastic job managing the lineup, the pitching staff. When he inserted uh, Trey Mancini, when they went back to New York for games three and four, I thought that was great. Uh, and again, you know, when you go back and you look at guys that haven't even got in the series, Luis Garcia didn't even get in the series against the Yankees, and he came out of the pen and did a marvelous job in that game three, that 18 inning game that gave him all those innings in that length. But now, I mean, Garcia, who was a starter the entire season, he doesn't get in. I mean, they are so deep, and they really haven't even scratched the surface yet. No, they are so deep. I was talking to Yankee scouts that were at that uh, 18 inning game against the Mariners. They said, you know, we're, uh, you know, ran on a bullets there. The Astros could have gone the 30 inning game. You know, that that, that pitching wise, it's just like, there was no stopping him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Yankees series was just so one-sided. I know the games look close. But, you know, never once do you think the Yankees going to lose. I mean, the Astros going to lose. Right, right. Okay, reasons, in your opinion, Bob, for the Yankees' demise. We saw the great start. After the All-Star break, basically, if you include the playoffs, they were below 500. Uh, wh- where do you put the blame on here? No, I don't think the team was uh... – you know, set up right. Uh, it seemed like they were, you know, not, you can they had injuries. They should have done everything possible to get Castillo from uh, the Reds. Salen got him, and he's a difference maker, and this guy's an ace. Uh, so when they didn't get him, I thought, I thought they were in trouble. And, uh, and they shouldn't have, you know, just didn't have the bullets uh, in, in anything. So, uh, the, uh, so, I, I'd be interested to see what they do in the off season. I'd be interested to see if they say, you know what, let's go get some help. Let's go get a shortstop. I think you know they got those young guys they like, uh, Volpe we haven't seen yet, and uh, Cabrera. But otherwise, uh, yeah. Otherwise, they uh, they get some something to do. They gotta go get another starter. They gotta get some bullpen help. You know, when, when Chapman went AWOL on him and didn't show up. Yeah, that's just a horrible sign. He just uh, went and got a tattoo, Bob. I mean, no different than you. You know, go in the New York yeah, City night and well, go down to Manhattan. Uh, you know, go. You know, go get a tattoo. I know that was unbelievable. <laughs> uh, you know, satisfaction from it missed a month. It's like you know how disgusted they were because they said why he was hurt instead of saying, "Oh, he's out with infection." Yeah, they said that. Uh, yeah, he's he's stooping up to get a tattoo during the season. Bob Nightingale joins us from the USA Today. Just landed in Houston, getting ready for Game 1 of the World Series coming up on Friday night. Uh, back to the Yankees, Bob. Aaron Boone, anytime, he's going to get some blame here anytime a team falters, but I question a lot of his moves here. Do you think that Aaron Boone's job could be in jeopardy? Uh, one second, TC, I'm sorry. No, no problem. Zero, three, two, one. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I'm not. I'm not completely ruling it out. GC. Mm-hmm. But you know, all these moves and stuff. He was there all way from the front office. It was like when people talk about Dave Roberts. Hey, why would you move Ander- take Anderson out of the game in that fifth inning? It was all scripted. You know, it's like the Kevin Cash stuff. That stuff is all scripted ahead of time. So it's their front office making a lot of these moves. It's not the manager. So I'd be, I'd be surprised, maybe even stunned. It'd be inspired. They just give him a three-year extension, too. He goes along with the program. Uh, Cashman's contract's up after this month, too. So but I don't see him going where. But 
So when I think they're both they're both in the hot seat, particularly Brew next year. Aaron Judge, as we know, is a free agent, and Aaron Judge did not have a very good postseason. You know, hit a buck sixty. And again, when the Yankees aren't hitting home runs, they're going to be in trouble. And and Aaron Judge had a phenomenal year. He hit 62 homers during the course of the regular season, but really did nothing in the postseason. We know he's going to be a free agent. What do you think happens with Aaron Judge? I think he returns to the Yankees. You know, I think he gets about you know, right around $300 million. He's not going to get much more than that. You know, just because of his age, he'll be 31 next year. Uh, probably get an eight-year deal, you know, for about, you know, Close to you know thirty-eight million to forty million dollars a year, that sort of thing. I, I don't see him going to the Giants. I know they say oh, the Giants are in there, but you know what? And the Giants went after Bryce Harper. Harper won nothing to do with it because he wanted to hit home runs. Uh, they had a trade worked out with uh, John Carlos Stanton. Stanton vetoed it. For the same thing, right? Yeah, you know, and you know you're close to home. I know he lives about two hours away, but I I just don't see him doing it. I think you know he's going to stay in New York and uh, become a legend there. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've talked a little bit about the Astros. Let's talk a little bit about the Phillies. Uh, they beat San Diego. They beat Atlanta before that, and they started this thing off with a nice little run against the Cardinals where they didn't have a home game in that wild card series. They really seemed like an average team, Bob. They underperformed throughout a, a good portion of the regular season. Heck, it cost Joe Girardi his job earlier on. Uh, Rob Thompson comes in. And you know, I guess we'll give him some of the you know some credit here. But the bottom line is, they, this is a team that still, you know, closed the season. I, I believe with seven and thirteen in the last twenty games. How have they been able to turn this thing around in October? Yeah, they lost uh, yeah ten and thirteen down the stretch, five in a row there. Yeah. And you know, Rob Thompson, you know, the interim manager at the time, said that uh, once you win the playoffs, guys are able to relax. You know, it's almost like they're putting so much pressure on themselves. And they seem like a different team. I mean, they played very well this postseason. You know, they weren't supposed to beat the Cardinals. No, they were probably a, uh, you know, they, they certainly weren't supposed to beat Atlanta. That was a shocking upset. And then, uh, you know, they're probably favored against San Diego. Could have gotten either way. But, yeah, just a, a confident, a, a loose bunch. Uh, you know, Harper's on fire. Harper looks like the you know, best player in baseball the way he's playing right now. Schwarber's playing well. Reese Hoskins. So these guys are slugging, and they got you know two stud starters in uh, in Nolan Wheeler. Uh, you know, a good pen, not a great bullpen, but getting by. Uh, yeah, we'll see. They have to out slug people to win games. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at the matchups for this series, I mean, e- each team may feel they have an advantage here. Let's take it, like, say, from the Astros' standpoint. Where do you think the advantages are? And there could be plenty here from the Astros' standpoint looking at the Phillies. Well, I think the Astros, I like the, you know, whatever uh, way you look at it, every component, I think it's in the Astros' favor. Uh, okay, you know, maybe the Phillies have more power. They slug. But, you know, the Astros put the ball in play much more. Astros are a much better defensive team. Astros are much deeper in uh, starting pitching, much deeper in bullpen. Uh, you know, I'll take Dusty over Rob Thompson, take Dusty over anybody. Right. But I just think everything, you know, you got the home field advantage. Uh, I, I can't see Houston losing the series. I really can't. Mm-hmm. How deep do you think it could go? I wouldn't be surprised to see a sweep. I was joking around before the Yankees mm-hmm. series and say, what's your prediction? I said, Astros are three. 
Yeah, you know, it's a point you have to win four games. <laughs> I'm with the same mindset here. Okay, Astros in three again. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I can't see it lasting more than five games. I really can't. I think the Astros are that good, huh. and I think they're going to blow them right up. You know, we know that the, the Phillies are hot right now, and you mentioned Bryce Harper. He's hot. But, you know, when you have five days off like this – Okay, it does cool your momentum. And I want you to talk a little bit about that. Now, yes, the Astros had the five days off just like the Braves and the Dodgers did uh, and the Yankees did. And the it really didn't affect the Astros. I mean, they were slow maybe the first five or six innings of game one. But then, you know, they got they got the home run from Alvarez and then, boom, they, they got going that, that series against Seattle. But when you look at... This Philadelphia team, they have really relied on the momentum and, again, the underdog role, playing on the road. No one gave them a a shot as the sixth seed here. How much do you think that this five days off really cools them and we go back and we see the the Phillies teams that struggled for, you know, four, five, six days sometimes during the course of the regular season? No, you make a great point, TC. This could this could really uh, affect them. I mean, obviously, you know, the Astros, even the Dusty said they kind of slow Gavin Gates, you know, uh, particularly in Game One there, and finally got everything right. But a uh, you know the Phillies got it, you know, kept playing right away. They got in the hot streak and kept going. So this is their first layoff. It, it could adversely affect them. I remember talking to uh, Dusty, the GM, toward the end of September. And he goes, I'm not saying this just because we're not going to win the division. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to buy. I don't want five days off. Well, now he's got five days. You know, I don't think MLB wants five days off either. That takes away the momentum. But the Astros have gone through this. Philadelphia Phillies have not. So I think you raised a great point. I, I think it's going to affect them big time. Yeah. Or, or has a chance to affect them big time. It does. It does. And I agree with you. I think it, it could be a sweep or maybe five games. And again, yeah, you have Harper. You've got. Castellanos, you've got Schwarber, uh, you know, Hoskins. These guys are all capable. But, man, as we know, Bob, the, all of these guys, too, they can throw in some offers <laughs> as well, too. And, and, and let's talk about the defense because no one's really talking about that. Philadelphia is one of the worst defensive teams out there. Wouldn't you concur with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're watching them, uh, you know, during the playoffs. You say, how, how did this team even make the playoffs with some of the bonehead uh, plays they made? You know, whether it's third base, first base, the outfield, um, balls dropping in. Uh, you know, it was smart you know, picking up Brandon Marsh at the uh, trade deadline. He can play some uh, good center field. Uh, the young shortstop, you know, from Vegas, uh, Stott, yep. you know, one of Harper's best friends. He's very good defensively. But, uh, you know, everywhere else you look, you know, except Rio Muto's good. Yeah, they got you know holds. They got a huge defensive discrepancy in the series. Mm-hmm. All right, Bob Nightingale joins us. Uh, World Series upon us. Uh, game one Friday there in Houston. Bob, you've got several days to have some good meals there. Uh, you know, I, I kind of know where you're going to be going there. So, uh, you know, relax, uh, enjoy your time there, man. And uh, it should be a fun time. I will. I will. You're coming in. I'm coming in Friday. Yep, I'll be there. I'll be. Okay. I'll, I'll be there. So let's let's make sure that uh, that we can uh, get together. Yeah, definitely. You know where you know where to go. A little bacon Anthony's action. A little steak dinner. Here we go. There it is, brother. There it is, right there. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm there, and then I'm right across the street at Potente. That's like a dusty in my spot. There, we we love that spot as well too. So, you know, and play, play. You know what's funny too is the uh, what's funny too on Thursday before the World Series starts, the Eagles come in town. 
that's hilarious that worked out that way. That's right. Look at that. All right. And and you do you know who who actually they had to cancel that Elton John was scheduled during this time, and uh, they had to go through a lot of negotiations. But Elton John was scheduled to perform there at Minute Maid Park during this time. I wonder what they would have scheduled like. Well, that's right. The, the Elton John stuff was scheduled like a uh, a year ago, I think. You know, yeah. Well before the season, no, yeah. no news being pushed back this far. Yeah. But yeah, I read that. I go, wow. Since the Astro uh, people didn't have hope that they're or didn't have the belief that they're going to be in the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, one thing, Bob, you have to beware. Okay, I'm not sure exactly what hotel you're staying. At. I, I I've got a feeling, but beware. This is a very t- uh, brutal time of the year. Okay, for people in Houston, the quilters are in town. The largest quilting convention is downtown there, that convention center. Watch out for the old ladies and their quilts, my friend. I'm just telling you, they they could be uh, pushing you around in that elevator. I'm staying right next to the ballpark, so hopefully I won't run into that. Oh, you will. Uh, So am I. I'm telling you, this is where they stay, though, because that's only a couple block walk. These quilters, there's like 20,000 of them. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not really interested in that. Yeah, I'll try, I'll try to avoid it. Exactly. <laughs> All right, brother. Look forward to seeing you. Thanks for the time today. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I'll see you Friday. Right. There Bye. he is, Bob Nightingale. A great writer, of course. One of the best of all time with the USA Today. I want to thank Bob for joining us today. Jam-packed show here once again. I want to thank T.J. Reeves from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the sideline reporter, giving us the latest on Tom Brady and the Buck struggles. Brian Salmon joined us uh, as well. Appreciate him. And, of course, tomorrow, Mattress Mac joins us. Oh, yeah, talking about that $75 million futures ticket. That's happening tomorrow. Trevor Maddox joins us. ESPN, of course, our college football guru. We talk to him tomorrow, plus plenty more baseball guests on the way all week long. And then I take off for Houston after Thursday's show. There you go. Friday. At the Westgate, Marco D'Angelo will be holding it down for me and the G-Man and many more. All right, you miss any part of this show, any of the shows, go to the website, tcmartinshow.com. Check out all the interviews, the current interview page, the past, the featured interview up there as well, too. And uh, our breakdown regarding the Raiders' victory over the Texans, that's on the homepage as well, too, at tcmartinshow.com. Listen to the show anytime, anywhere, anywhere where you get the podcasts is where. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. It's all there. For Dumb Chuck, TC saying so long. Have yourself a good one. It's been a great, terrible Tuesday. I got a smile on my face. It's never terrible when there's pulp playing. A little pulp, a little Jackie Brown. Great soundtrack today. And, of course, you can go listen to it back on the website. Have yourself a good one. Back at it again tomorrow at 2. And remember, Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. And so is Beaumont. Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great 
vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Yeah!